Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Welcome to Episode 7 of Consignment Chats. Today, we're going to chat about the ever-important question, what should I take in on consignment? We're getting ready to have some great conversations, break it down. There's so many things to take into play. We're excited to share with you. We all do some different things, um, so it's going to be great. But first, I think we're going to start off and tell you about our week. Are y'all ready to chat? Yes, absolutely. Remember a couple weeks ago when I told you I was quitting my job, my day job, and working on my store full time? Yeah. Just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. So um, we, they hired somebody to replace me, but that didn't work out. So I'm back doing that. But I worked out a deal with my boss. So I'm working at home a lot. But um, it's been a lot of hours this week just working on that because I had a lot of catching up because I wasn't nobody was doing any of the books for two weeks. So wow. um, I've mostly been doing that this week. And then with Lori out, just struggling to get a couple things listed every day. But um, I want to stand behind, but I have a sign up here that says you're not behind. <laughs> it's your business. So I keep telling myself I'm not behind. I can work at my own pace. And I'm just at a different pace this week. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty Absolutely. of owning your own business, right? It's yours to do with what you want with and keep your own pace and your own hours. So yep. take advantage. <laughs> so my week was good. Busy as always. Um, did a lot of time blocking and really ironing that out. So I'm excited to share that with everybody in a future episode because I've learned a lot about uh, scheduling and time blocking and how to effectively do that. And I'm somebody that hates to be tied down to a specific schedule. I am not a habitual person. I don't like that. So it'll be really interesting to kind of share with you guys what I found on that. Uh, yeah. As far as the business goes, Kanchi Consignment, Molly and I have had a few really fun projects this week. We've worked a lot on social media and branding, a fun video we did with my son and his typewriter collecting. That was really a, a lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah. It was so much fun. I really, um, and I have to say, I got a little teary-eyed when I first got on live with Avery because he's all grown up now. He's such a man. But um, yeah, I had a great week, y'all. I, I, schedule's going well did my little tweaks everything's going great i've been listing 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 um sales still okay but as libby said and it's true when things slow down that's our time to just push forward and list like a fool and so that's what i've been doing just going through and listing i had some great sourcing days too um and that was a lot of fun got some wonderful items so overall um Good week. Good yeah. week. Good. So any challenges either of you have? I mean, I think we end up kind of discussing any challenges. Um, I don't really have any this week <clears throat> to share because my one challenge of a little slow in the sales was taken up by the mentality of this is my opportunity to list more. So I really. I had to laugh at that because I as you guys know, I listen to Pure Hustle podcasts. They're one of my favorites, shout out. 
But um, and I have to tell you real quick, Libby. You know who loves it now? Who? Nick, my husband Nick. You've got him loving them. He thinks the guys are great, so he always wants. They things. are. So yeah. on the one of their Instagram posts, they posted something like, you know, sales are slow, but uh, we're just going to put our heads down and list because they'll eventually pick back up again. And I was like, hey, that's our loaf. That's our motto. <laughs> it is. It no, is. I am ready to jump into how to choose what to consign, how to determine what you can do. What about this you girls? Huge question. I mean, a really huge question. So it's, it's great to talk about because the opportunities are endless and that's the good, but that's also the bad. You know, we have to put some limits on what we're going to take about take for consignment because, you know, we live in such a country of overabundance. There are so many, you know, products and things out there. Like where do you even start? So I think this is really great for any, even if you're a reseller and you don't do consignment, it's still kind of good to think about these things in the terms we're gonna talk about today and kind of set some ideas for your business. I agree, I agree. So we talked about the fact that there's typically four different kind of categories you can look at when talking about consignment um, and that selection like furniture, home goods, clothing, and electronics. How do we break that down? I mean, what advice do you have? I think that it's hard to determine that without really talking about the other aspects and they're all going to kind of intertwine during this discussion, which is storage, price point, age of the item, item specific things. So I think we can start with talking about to me, how you, what do you look at overall when you're going, okay, I need to decide. I think one of the biggest things to look at number one in my book is storage. Storage. I would agree with that. Um, The other thing that I hear of the advice, the general advice given on this topic is do what you like because you're going to be successful at it. So if there's a category that you you just don't like, just cross that off from the beginning. Like, don't torture yourself. I don't like to do electronics. I don't like to test them. I don't necessarily have the setup or the knowledge to do that. So that's something I crossed off my list from the get-go. Um, but storage, yes, let's get back to storage. Uh, it depends I, what kind of, what kind of, um, what kind of storage you have. Like, if you wanna scale your business, you need to look at you know, what size of items you can take, what the footprint is of those items. If you know your goal is to have 5,000 items in your eBay store, what do you have, what, what kind of space do you have? So I mean, I can't store furniture. Yeah, me either. Can't do furniture. (laughs) Right. Furniture is not something I'm ready for. You know, I just don't. Um, Maybe a random piece here or there, a little one, but Furniture is not something I look for from consigners or, or source. Mm-hmm. Now, we have to do that because I have I have the space and I enjoy furniture. So I, I do furniture, not electronics. So maybe it's easiest to go ahead and look at the things you can cross off your list from the get-go. Um, I don't, I, I can't do furniture, um, but I also, and I'm don't, not a fan of electronics because I don't know enough about it. Like even, you know, if you try to list an electronic thing on eBay, there's all these 
questions that I wouldn't even know how to answer, you know, that they want you to fill in for, you know, item specifics. Um, so I, I do very few electronics, um, but it's just about picking what you want. And also, I mean, yeah, just picking what you, what you want and what you know about and what you can feasibly store. Right. Like shoes, um, shoes are bulky. If you're in the clothing um, genre, like shoes are bulky, formal wear. If you're going to get into formal wear, you can sell that, but it takes up a lot of, it takes up a large footprint and you have to have the ability to store it properly, hang it up. You're not going to box it up. So you have to think about those things. That's something that I, I don't do a lot of, like I'll take one or two pieces of formal wear, but I just don't have the storage for that item. So I say no formal wear. Yeah. And I always think about um, shipping on those things too. Um, you know, with furniture and things like that too, is then you've got delivery, you know, it's, there's a difference in that, which we didn't have on our original bullet list to take into account on what you're willing to, to take in, because that's another thing when I think of furniture, I mean, Libby, do you ship furniture or do you just local pickup? Um, we do shipping, we do deliver, we do local delivery um, to the tri-state area. And um, we use uship com. We have our customers arrange delivery. So we sell pieces, even internationally, we've shipped some furniture. Um, yeah, but it's a whole okay. other ball game when you're, when you're getting into that. It's a whole other ball right. game. Right. And it is and home and it's a large footprint. Yeah. Yeah. And home goods can be in that same category sometimes. I mean, dealing with home goods, when I think of storage, shipping, um, you know, there's a lot to take into account. Breakable. Breakables is something, China, fragile items, mm -hmm. glass, it's a whole thing. Do you want to get into all that bubble wrap and popcorn and, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a really good point. Do you want to do breakables? Are you set up to be able to package them securely and safely? Right. Yeah. I mean, jewelry, I think, is a great category for somebody with a little bit of storage and they want to get a large volume. It's a consistent seller it's a great category. You could probably niche down so far that you're just selling jewelry. You could build a business just selling jewelry. Yes. Or hand. I, read, I saw a story about an eBay seller that um, only sells jewelry and she lives in an RV and travels across the country and just sells whenever she stops in the next town because all of her storage is like in the underneath, all the jewelry is underneath the, you know, the, it's stored in the RV. And I was like, I how want to her. Yeah, I was like, I could never carry my inventory around with me, but that'd be great. That's interesting. Well, you could if you were in an RV with just jewelry, I guess. That yeah. would be, yeah. you know, what a great way. What a, that's a pop-up shop, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is really, really neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's people, that. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Emily. I was just going to say that's that whole niche thing, which makes me think of like my interview with your son, with Avery, you know, his thing is vintage and antique typewriters and that's what he cares about. And so that's what he sources and, and sells. Yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of people that get very specific and maybe that's something you want to do is just vintage milk glass or, you know, yeah. like you said, look for something you love because typically if it's something you love, um, you'll enjoy 
the whole process. My problem is I love everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, the problem like when you, and I do just want to mention this briefly, like if you decide to niche down really specifically for your eBay store or your online you know, presence, you do become an expert in that category. However, if that category tanks, like let's say, you know, um, I'm just gonna use Fiesta Wear. I was a big Fiesta Wear collector. And when I first started selling on eBay, like I was getting top dollar for those items. Right now that market is, you're lucky if you can sell them. So if you're that specific, when one thing, when if your item, t you know, starts to go down in value, you, you may be losing out. So I personally think it's good to diversify because if you know one category goes down, another one is probably going up. So mm -hmm. just you know, keep keep that in mind if you are going to be very specific. That you, I I believe you're at a little more risk if you're very specific. What about um, making your determination by price point? So I have some information on this um, based on my research. A lot of places will only take things on consignment $50 resale value and up because that is the point at which they can recoup any money they're putting into the item. Is it really worth your time and energy to sell something under $50? I, and that's the, that's the price point most, most places I see. That's their breakoff point. It must cost them enough and they have to give back to the consigner. So they decide on a price point for their items. My, Is that a brick and mortar place that you're talking about? Um, brick and mortar and there's online places. The ones I've looked at around me, that is um, wow. how they have success. It's not the model I use. I do have a price point of $20 and up resale value, um, but I have other measures in place that kind of guarantee that I'm not losing, you know, losing money on those items. But you may want to decide on a price point. Yeah, and I know a lot of people. Price point, Tiffany? I don't, um, but I have a, my, I guess I'm, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm heading towards more volume. You know? mm -hmm. So uh, I pretty much, like, I think I t said in another episode, I pretty much list whatever's given to me, unless it's, you know, trash, obvious trash. <laughs> um, so I, even if it's small, like I have a bin behind me of tiny little items, like a little, I, I mean, I can't even, I don't know. It was like this little frog, like hang up thing. It's <laughs> like, you know, you're not going to get $2 for that. Mm -hmm. But I hold it. I have a pile of little tiny things that I hold and I wait to see if I can bundle it with something else. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I don't just get rid of the little stuff. I keep it and try to, you know, make something else out of it mm -hmm. to make some money. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you definitely don't have to limit by price point. It's just something you might want to think about doing. Mm -hmm. So what was our, what was our next thing? Um, so we talked about like the niches we talked about. Oh, the other thing is, um, age of the item. So I'm going to use clothing as an example for our items. So we do, um, we're specific in what we take as far as age. Clothing should be less than three years old and in mint condition. Or if it's vintage, since we also do a, a volume of vintage items, it needs to be older than 25 years old. So we have those parameters set up of what we, you know, what we will and and won't take as far as age. Some people just do vintage. I love those stores. I think they're awesome. I do too. <laughs> the yeah. I do too. Yeah. I yeah. do too. 
Yeah, and I think also, um, you know, leniency with some of that, um, whether you're in a brick or mortar versus online sometimes, do you think, whether with the age of an item? I can be more lenient now with just being online than I was, than we were in the store, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I was thinking about, we were talking item specific, because when you started bringing up prices, it took me back to when we were in the storefront. We were um, brand specific, and people may want to do that. We would not, you know, take certain brands. Again, some of that had to do with the price point resale that we just knew um, that those items didn't sell at the price point we were looking for. Um, But, you know, you can think about it like if you were going to start a new store from scratch, maybe you're focused on certain high-end brands and only going to be the master of those you know that's another option yeah because there are a lot of like lower-end brands that just aren't worth aren't worth your time and energy for Mm -hmm. sure for sure right you can definitely limit by brands you know and just say these are the brands we're looking for yeah and i've thought about that as i get more into it here locally um, for cottage consignment is being very, very specific because I don't have a lot of storage space that I use. I'm, I'm more sourcing. And we've talked about that taking consignment versus sourcing, going out and sourcing your items. And I was taking consignment, do a little sourcing, want to get back into more consignment, but I'm going to be very specific with mine because I don't have the space to give up to that. Plus I got to be real here. I love to shop and source and find the items. Uh, That's part of who I am and what I love to do. But when I put something out there looking for local people to come back and consign, I plan to be very specific about price points and brands. And I think that's a great idea when you're starting out, if you have limitations of of space and what you enjoy is just set those limits up front. There's going to be plenty of items coming to you. You You can set those hard limits. Don't be afraid. Now, expectations on how the items come into you. That's the other thing I'm thinking about when you're taking things in on consignment. I remember in the store, we would have people come in with literally a garbage bag and drop it on the floor. And it was, mm, mm. Um, I know some people are very specific, must come in on a hanger. Um, uh, Thoughts on that, ladies? Oh, I have lots of advice. I can't say that everybody's going to follow it, but don't <laughs> I mean, take this underwear. Is definitely, this is definitely a sticking point for me. Um, yeah. You know, everybody is different. I Everybody is different. You know, just make sure, you know, you just want to make sure the items are clean when they come in and not thrown in a bag. Um, you know, <laughs> this is a whole you know other ball game. Yeah, I just remembered the one thing that you said, and we used to say in the store because you said it one time, and I thought that's brilliant. We started kind of it was one of our lines we used repeatedly was to our consigners that would start asking, well, what, 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 and we would say, if you're not willing to buy it yourself off the floor and wear it, don't bring it. Yeah, how I would forgot about that? that line. Yeah, how would would you buy it? like this you know if somebody brought in a wrinkled linen bald up now you know would would you buy this you know and that was kind of the whole thing was bring it in a state that you yourself would purchase it off of the floor 
Yeah. Her. You know? Yeah. And, and that's what we used to say about that. You what? I have a funny story about that because the last oh, time the last time Vicky was over here dropped my friend, my consigner, my biggest consigner, Vicky, was over here dropping off stuff on a couple weeks ago. And we had pulled out all the stuff from her that she'd given me, you know, before, even like six months before they haven't listed yet. And we were reorganizing everything with Lori. And she's like, oh, I want that back. Oh, I want that back. And I'm like, no, you already gave it to me to sell. You got rid of it once. Just leave it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, she just wanted to take them back. <laughs> yeah, we we actually had that issue in this store of people um, consigning something. On the funnier side, they would consign it and they would be shopping through the store. And they would very often pick up their own items to buy, which was... Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there was a I remember that. in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But the not so funny side of it was, you know, people saying, oh, they regret it consigning their item and they wanted it back. That... For a brief period of time, that was a little bit of an issue we had in this store of people wanting their item back after they consigned it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We did have the, some people buy their items back if they really wanted it. Other than that, they would just wait till the end of the consignment period until it was over. But we did have to kind of draw a hard line with that because we would, you know, invest all that time and energy into consigning something and you just can't really yeah. give it back to somebody. So you were already putting money out on that item yeah. by having an employee bring it in, tag it, you know, hang it, put it out. Yeah. It's yeah. And a lot of that we addressed now that I'm thinking about it on the front end when we would consign items. If somebody showed a little bit of hesitation over something, we would immediately give them back the item and say, why don't you yeah. take this and think about it for a little while? Yep. Why don't yep. you just, we you know, you're obviously not ready to part with this. I don't feel comfortable taking it. So um, we did, I guess that's why that problem kind of died off is because we addressed it on the front end. Mm -hmm. of, yeah. You know, make sure. Yeah, we did. I mean, we learned, I think, yeah. I think we learned quickly how to do that because mm -hmm. it became an issue and we, you know, you had that you can buy it back. Mm -hmm. um, but then I think we changed um, and really got better about confronting it from the get go. If somebody yeah. was hesitating. Yeah. Yeah. And that really helped avoid some of that. I just had something else I was going to bring up and I forgot it. Oh, you'll remember. <laughs> well, Vicky, Next week. <laughs> so Vicki told me that she'll never shop in my store. She never looks online at any of my stuff. You know, even the stuff that's not hers because she's afraid she's going to buy her own stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> it might happen. It might happen. <laughs> well, absolutely. But let the sale go through because I'm trying to save her from herself too. So I would... <laughs> Oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you give you like a little superhero cape, Tiffany? A little <laughs> consignment chat superhero too. <laughs> yeah. Saving people from themselves. <laughs> no, oh, just gosh. leave it. You don't need to take it back home. Just leave it. <laughs> yeah. 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 What do we say? It's not for the week. <laughs> consignment is not for the week. You have to have a pretty, you know, strong sense of self and a pretty strong backbone to deal with a lot of the issues that happen because they do tend to tend to be emotional when people get emotionally attached to their items they tend to be emotional yeah yeah i just remembered while we were talking about this um and i know this is kind of it's in the topic but when somebody brought stuff in as people are thinking about what what should i take in for consignment and then the consigner comes in with the items 
but they come in and they've already in their mind pre-priced what they think the value is mm. on that item. Mm. That just came to my mind, whether that's a discussion to add in here, because you have people come in and they're like, well, I researched this and I know, you know, how you handle that as you're determining yeah. what to consign. Yeah, I mean, that definitely will tie back to the contract as well. Like it's something that you want to have total control of. I, I, I can't imagine a consignment shop being successful and maybe I'm wrong where they let the, the consigners set the price point. I mean, right. we're the ones doing the research and we know what it'll sell for. Typically what I would tell consigners is that each and every item we take in is researched. Just because it's a coach bag does not mean we're gonna price it at $50. We research right. the specifics of every single item and we know the market value of that. So, you know, feel, um, I can show you how we research it. And sometimes I have shown um, people cause they were just interested of how we research have to. market value and how it's based on uh, the, the, the current selling price, not what somebody is asking. Right. Because that's, I remember having that conversation at my desk saying, you know, somebody came in with China and said, well, I looked at it and this was listed for, you know, 400 and something dollars. And I'm like, yes, you know, I could list, I could list my earrings that I bought $3 for. I could list them for a thousand dollars. I mean, you can list anything on for sale at any price you want. Mm -hmm. but what is it going to actually sell for? And that's the difference. And that's what a lot of people don't, unless they've sold themselves and gotten into it, don't understand the researching, the actual selling value versus yeah. what people list it for. Cause we right. can list anything for anything. Nobody's controlling that. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Any other thoughts on these topics? As our CChats community is maybe looking, those that are new, um, there may be others that have ideas to add to this. But any other thoughts on these topics to help any of our people out on how to determine what to choose? They could head on over to our Facebook group. Um, we can discuss a little more in a little more detail. Um, if you're yes. thinking about setting guidelines, we can help you out with that. If you want to head over to our Facebook consignment chats group. Um, definitely, yeah. definitely a place to ask Great and idea. get some answers. Yeah. And that makes me want to say, let's talk about that group. Yeah. Let's move on to our community chats. We, um, you know, have, have some great things to share going on over there. And I want to remind people again, make sure that you hashtag when you do your posts on your businesses and things to hashtag CC success. And it's S-U-C-C-E-S-S -S, success. I've seen some misspells now on success. The only reason I, <laughs> Libby's raising her hand. I would be me. Listening <laughs> on the podcast. The only reason that I always remember it is because I was a cheerleader in my youth and we had a cheer that was S-U-C-C-E-S-S. -S. That's the way you spell success. So I always remember how to spell success. In fact, I could do the cheer for you actually physically, but I'm going to save that one. I think that sounds like um, a TikTok if you ask me. Right. Yeah. So hashtag CC success so that we can share your successes, big or small. And let's uh, see what's been going on in our community, Tiffany. What's been happening over there? Well, we have all sorts of things being talked about over there. We, um, if you saw the episode that just got released this week, it was about selling platforms. So we're talking about what different selling platforms people use and what they want to hear more of. 
And um, it really makes a difference in my whole. And we are. Um, <laughs> and uh, we've got questions about photography. We got questions about shipping, like all sorts of stuff going on over there. So just join the chatter, continue the chats over there at our Facebook group. It's consignment chats group on Facebook. Absolutely. And then on YouTube, I had a comment, which I was just pulling up. So you overheard, you know, my blunder there. But <laughs> on our selling, on our episode five selling platforms, we had Bonnie Harmon. And she commented that she it says, I only do eBay and Facebook. eBay is fantastic for international. I'm working on shipping overseas to a handful of countries without GSP to save on the other side. I'm looking this year to add another platform. So this is awesome information. So she's looking to add another platform and she's also expanding her international sales um, on eBay. And uh, she's in the group, so we're gonna be discussing that. So thanks Bonnie for reaching out and letting us know you enjoyed that episode. Really appreciate it, keeps us going. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So y'all, if you enjoyed hanging out with us, chatting with us ladies, head over to consignmentchats.com. And that way you can connect with us in all ways, keep up with what's going on. Yay. Until next week, ladies, cheers. 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 Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more, and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram.